Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you watch it on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now, having talked to former Washington coach Ron Rivera, whom you're going to hear from in a minute. And I talked to Rivera about his, his coaching future. Wasn't sure if he'd want to retire. Well, he does not. Why he wants to continue what he thinks of Josh Harris as an owner. Remember, this is the guy who just fired him a, a week ago and what he thinks of him. So I think, I don't know that you'd be surprised, but I think you'd probably be pleased. Um, the coach-centric model, what he thinks about it now, how that came about, his regret of how he handled the Sam Howell situation initially. So we get into all that. Yes, there are going to be some questions that you say, why didn't you ask this? Well, because I had 35 minutes and there's some things you're not going to get to. And there are some things I wish I'd be able to get to if I had 35 more minutes because we could have gone down a lot more roads. But I appreciate him joining me because it's never easy to talk about a week later about, hey, why did you, why did it not work when you were a coach here in the end? He also talks about the public reception he's had when he's gone out to dinner a couple of times. And I think, you know, I think that's made him probably feel a little bit better. So going to get it to all of that. And so stay tuned in a minute for my interview with Ron Rivera. Before that, not a whole lot new on the coaching front. We know that they're, we know who they're interested in keep repeating that. We know that they're going to have a virtual interview with Dan Quinn on Thursday and then uh, with Ben Johnson on Friday. They've also either talked to or will talk to Aaron Glenn, Mike McDonald, Anthony Weaver, Raheem Morris, and then Bobby Slowick. And so, and they can start the in-person interviews next week. So we'll monitor all that, but today I'm just going to play my conversation with former Washington coach Ron Rivera. So here it is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, first, Ron, I am curious, like, what the last week or so has been like for you? What, what's, you know, ever since the move was made and what's it been like? Um, you know, it's, it's been interesting. It really has. I mean, I've had a lot of... Um, opportunity to reflect and look back and think about things that, that, that we did accomplish, things we didn't, that I wish we would have. Um, and more so just because I think there are, there are opportunities to, to, to be better than we finished in terms of record and all that. that that's probably my biggest disappointment more than anything else. Um, I, I think, you know, again, we came in and we were fortunate enough to win a division our first year, but I think that kind of threw some of the expectations out of whack. Um, and then, um, 
you know, and then just kind of being right there in the middle of the last two years. And then this year, um, I, you know, I took a big gamble. I, I put a lot on Sam and, and you know, now as I reflected on that, the thing I probably should have, shouldn't have put as much pressure on him. And I think that, that, that was probably one of the mistakes I made this year. Uh, the biggest one I think I made was yeah, put way too much on him and, and he didn't deserve to have that put on him. He's, he's, he's a good young quarterback who has some talent and some ability. And, um, you know, I should have, uh, I, I think that's something I should have backed off on. And how, how, so like, was it just by announcing him as a starter or what other way, were there other ways that you felt like well, there was more? I, I think I should have kept emphasizing he was, he should have, he was going to be the guy that got the first opportunity. Okay. You know what I'm saying to be QB one, not not that he's coming in as QB one. He's going to have the first opportunity. I think I think just phrasing it that way would have taken a lot of pressure off of him. Um, you know, just just kind of you know that he hadn't been anointed, and and I think that's kind of the mistake I made because the perception um, came out wrong, and 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 that's on me. Did you see? Did he? How did you feel he handled that? Did you feel like it, oh, it, it, it I, I think a little bit or? No, I think he handled it tremendously well. He really did, but but he shouldn't have had to have as much pressure as he had, in my opinion. And 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 that's like I said, that's not me because of the way I, I put it out there. If I put it out there, the, the you know that this guy's going to start off as the first you know as the first guy getting the first opportunity, and emphasize opportunity, continue to emphasize the opportunity. Um, I think it came across. Uh, wrong uh I, I think it was taken wrong but i didn't i could have presented it better to be honest and is there there are times because like obviously when you're talking to the media all the time or mm -hmm. you're, you're going to say things that can be you know either misconstrued or maybe it doesn't go quite the way you want are there sometimes yeah. like that where you feel like oh i wish i had said this differently yep. or better oh constantly constantly and, and i'll be honest just just because of um this particular group of, of reporters i i i think you know, I felt there were, there were several people that were looking for the I gotcha moments, the aha moments. See, okay, you're, you're contradicting yourself. Instead of really trying to, you know, I, I think they're all, everybody's always trying to interpret what you say. And, 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 and there's not necessarily a hidden meaning to, to, to what I say or, any, or anybody that, that you're interviewing is saying. And, and, and I think that's one of the things that, I always found difficult because, you know, I would walk away and I would ask Sean D. Barbier, did I say something wrong? Did I put it wrong? You know, and we'd have to go back and look at it. And he'd sometimes get me the transcripts so I I could, you know, reread them. Um and 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 to me that's frustrating at times that 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 people wanna, you know, translate what you're saying or try and interpret it. Um, you know, and 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 one of the things that I always hate is when when a month and a half later somebody says, Well, you know, back in August you said well, shit, I'm entitled to change my opinion. I'm entitled to change my mind. You know what I'm saying? It's my prerogative. Um, because, again, I'm trying to get to, to to what the best decision, the best, you know, situation is for us. And, and and that was one of my frustrations as well. Were there times, though, where you would look and say, yeah, maybe I could have here? Or yep. were there times? Oh, where absolutely. Said, absolutely. John. I mean, I'm, trust me, I know I'm not infallible. I, I know that, you know. In retrospect, it's 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 easy to go back and say, "Gee, I wish I'd done that." Um, you know, and, and sometimes, um, you know, that 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 happens. And and the the only real, to me, the only real thing you can do about it is take ownership of it. And then, because and again, I'm going to focus on like some of the things that you said. There are things you wish you could have have gone better. 
When you mm-hmm. look at like the offensive line, when you came in, that was a big emphasis, build the trenches, right? How mm-hmm. did you feel that went? And was it, did it not, did it, well, just how, how did you feel it went? Well, I don't think it went as well as I would have loved it to, just because, you know, the, the first and the, and, and, and the hardest thing we had to deal with, obviously, was right off the bat with Trent. I mean, the dude's a phenomenal player. And if there had been any way we could have worked something out and keep, keep I mean, he, he, he's a generational left tackle. He comes in, he plays 12, 15 years. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, and, and his athleticism and who he is as a player, I mean, that, that was special. And then, and then you had, you know, then you had a, uh, a right guard um, and, and, and that's special. And, and, you know, we, we couldn't work anything out with him. You know, we've constantly had to, had to always, um, you know, try and figure out how we can keep him. And then eventually you just can't, can't afford to keep him anymore. With Trent. Cause I, did you feel, cause you had the meeting with him and, yep. you know, it seemed like it went pretty well. Yep. Was there anything that you could have done differently or did you feel like that? Cause I know, you know, initially there, you had said you wanted guys to show what they could do with, with your group. Or, so yeah. how, you know, was, is that accurate? And, you know, was yeah. there anything you could have done differently? What I would have loved to have seen is just the ability to have them come in and, and go through a mini camp and, and, right. and, and, um, you know, and, 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 and watch these guys. I mean, you know, it's happened to me twice where you go in and you, you don't get to look at the players. You don't get a chance to have them truly around and find out who's who, and then go into the draft. Okay. And then decide, okay, what's the most important thing that you have to do? You know what I'm saying? We were going off of, the, the tape we were going off of, you know, in, in, in some cases, some guys had very limited tape. Okay. We were going off of what we had as far as analytics um, and then trying to interpret all those things for players without really knowing the players. Um, I think that was one of the hardest things that, that, that I've had to deal with in, in both my stints as a head coach is that first year trying to evaluate when I was in Carolina, you know, you're going off of what people were telling you. Well, the hard part is, they don't necessarily know what fits what you're trying to do. Um, and, and in some cases, um, you know, the, the, the player is maybe better suited for something different. And that's something that we learned through the process of training camp, not, you know, the, the, the beginning of the offseason workout program, week one, phase one, week, you know, three, phase two, week seven, or we, yeah, we, we're week seven. Now you're in phase three and then minicamp. I mean, those things are all very important evaluation tools and we didn't get to evaluate at all. So that was a frustration for us. Um, but, you know, but not being able to get something work out with Trent, you know, that was hard because I would love to have seen him. And, and, and when you get a chance to see a guy like that, you sit there and go, oh, my God. You know, I mean, you say, you can, well, we can watch him on tape. But remember, he didn't play the most of last, you know, that 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 year before. And, you know, because – they were having issues with him. Um, you know, it was probably very hard for him also to, to, to forgive, you know, what had happened to him. And, and, and I respect that. And that was one of the things. And, and my conversations with him were terrific. Um, I see, you know, why he's so special, especially when you watch him now. And, and he's still going at this age. Yeah. Um, and then the other frustration was, you know, then you come in and you've got, you know, one of the premier right guards who's still playing at a high level. And you can't do anything to get his contract taken care of because basically when it should have been done, it didn't get done. And that's the hard part. 
and, and I want to get to some more, some of that stuff in a minute, but I would do like stay current right now. You got a chance to work for Josh Harris for five, six months oh. or whatever it is. What were your impressions of, of him and the ownership group? First of all, dude's busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to nail him down. Um, and then when you get him, you know, you, you, you've got to keep him focused in on what you need. Um, but he's, he's, he's all in, he wants to win. Um, he's very thoughtful. He, 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 he thinks and thinks and processes everything before any decisions are made. Um, and he's really trying to take it all in. And, and I just believe everything he does, he thinks out first, he calculates it. And then he, then he goes out and he, uh, he, in my opinion, then he, he, he decides and, and does what he, he believes he needs to do. How would you like to have come in under him? Oh, I would have loved to start from the beginning. You know what I'm saying with 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 the come in with a clean slate. Um, I, I and I think that's kind of where the organization is right now. I think the organization is a very good position. You know, if if there's one thing that that you know we can say over the four years is that I think the culture is headed in the direction it needs to be headed. Um, I think obviously with five picks in the top, what 110 or 115, whatever it is, um, there's an opportunity to start fresh with a, with a young group of guys added to you know the the veterans that they select and decide to keep around um that i think really helps the organization going forward this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window your work can take you all over the place like texas you've never been but it's going to be great because you're staying at la quinta by window their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead and after you can unwind using their free high-speed wi-fi tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book your stay today at lq.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You came in under the obviously the coach centric model. Is that something that you wanted, or is that something Dan said he wanted, and, and you just kind of fulfilled it? That's something that 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 was brought to me and discussed. Um, you know, you you as a coach always love to have the 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 the, the final decision on game day. Um, you want to be able to control the fifty three, and and that's really I think to me what what really helps a coach is to be able to have those things. So how did you feel that went for you? And is it in hindsight, would you rather have come had a different model? Oh, I, I think I would have loved a different model just because, well, in hindsight, that, that yes. because now you really see how much more time, you know, you, you spend on, on personnel. And as a coach, that's not necessarily what you want to do, in, in my opinion. What 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 I really enjoyed more than anything else the last five weeks was just being right in the middle of everything as far as coaching. I mean, that that was a completely different thing because, you know, now you're immersed. Now your your only focus is just that one thing, and and that's really what I think coaches um, really have to. You know, I mean, you 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 that's what you do. You want to teach. You still want to coach? Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck of it. I really do, and that's and that's quite honestly, John. That's what I do. Um, 
I got away from it for, for three and a half seasons and really felt like I was more of a manager. You know, things kept coming across. I mean, some of this, I mean, just stupid stuff at times too would come to me. That made no sense that it was being brought to me. Like what? Anything you can say? No, not necessarily. Okay. Just, um, it was just stuff that, you know, it, it shouldn't have been put on the head coach's plate. But at the, at the time when I was dealing with it, I wasn't necessarily the head coach as much as I was, you know, the, um, the manager. What, and as far as coaching continues, like, would you want to only be a head coach? Would you say I'd be open to being a defensive coordinator, coaching in college? What what would you have in mind? I think there, you know, right now what we've, we've decided is keep all the options open. You know, we, we've had some conversations with some, some, some people and some teams and we're, you know, we're, we're really just kind of waiting to see what happens after this week. This, this weekend is, is where everybody's expecting, you know, the, the movement to start and begin. And, and, you know, obviously we've taken the approach that we're going to, we're going to wait it out. Uh, we're going to listen. Um, you know, I have several opportunities right now. I just want to make sure it's the right one more than it is anything else. Opportunities in the NFL. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, would it be hard to go back and be a DC after being a head coach for so long? No, not not where I am in my career. And, and and I do know this. Sometimes you do have to take a step back. I mean, I took a step back from being a coordinator to being a hmm. position coach. And two years later, or three years later, I I, I come back and uh, have the number one defense in the league. Uh, so you know, to me, you take a step back. You learn and grow from it. It's like I told our players: if, if you look at this year as a lost year, you, you're, you're screwing yourself. But you should look at it as a year to learn and understand why. You know, things happen to people. They don't have. You know, they the, they don't happen to people. Things happen for people. Hmm. And to me, this is probably the greatest learning experience I've had um, in, in a while this year. I mean, uh, there, there a lot of things came to light at certain times this past season that I think going forward um, will really help me. I really believe that. Like what? Anything in particular? Well, I, I think it goes back to stuff like, you know, when you delegate the authority, there are certain things that you have to always make sure you, you, you stay into. Um, I think one thing, too, is, is establishing the, um, the um, chain of command and making sure that it's clear cut in, in every facet of the organization. That was one of the things that, that there really was some things that were people were, were ambivalent to, and, and, and you can't have that. There, there can be no, you know, there, there can't be any question or doubt. Um, one of the things that, that I wish I had gotten a little bit more to was um, I was being told what I needed to know, not what people thought I wanted to know. That, that was another thing that I, I probably needed to make more clear with, with, with people. And some of that too, and I think you and I talked about this during the year, there were a couple of times where I'd have players say like, oh, you know, the first few years, Ron was really available to us. You can go in, and maybe this year, I think when with Eric coming in and have, taking more of the, not I don't want to say power, but certainly having a big say in things, yep. they they wanted, were, were you as available to them? Is that part of what you're talking about? Yes, because I will say this too, and, and this is one of the things that that, that when I came in, that we wanted to try and establish, but but there was no place to establish it. And that was um, an office downstairs for the players to come see me. When I was in Carolina, um, going into my into my third season, 
uh, one of the things that that I did was I captured a space, or literally right next to the uh, the um, the um, the cafeteria, and then right next to the meeting rooms, and then right next to the front door. So when the players came in, one of the first things they saw their way in was my office door. And it got to the point where I could come downstairs and there would be two or three guys sitting in the couch watching, you know, good morning football. Mm. Um, and so it was easy to communicate right then and there. Um, and then when I would do my morning meeting, I wouldn't do my morning meeting and then go into my upstairs office, which is, you know, a floor away. And you've got to watch, walk past the receptionist. You walk past the GM's office. You watch you walk past the scouts. No, they, if, if I finished my meeting, I would go right into my, my office right next door to the, to the team meeting room, the players meeting rooms, the cafeteria and the entrance and guys could readily come by and, and, um, and you could build that relationship, those relationships. Um, you know, I didn't get that opportunity and, and cause there really was no space. And, and that's probably one of the biggest problems with that facility right now is there's just not enough room and we've tried to cannibalize that building as much as we can to make it football uh centric and um and you still don't have enough room you just don't i think if it were a realtor putting on the market they describe it as charming because <laughs> there's, there's there's the room but you know the other thing the other part of that too is you know again when when eric came in you did give him a lot of say Yep. Was there, all, you know, how do you balance that? Because was there almost too much say at times, or do you feel good about how that, you know, how do you? No, feel I felt good. That? I felt good about it, but I think the perception of it was that 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 it was, you know, that I was I gave him too much. Um, I don't think so. I, I think the thing that I really wanted to at certain points was I wanted the players to to go to him, right? Work it out with him, not with me. I mean, you know, I, again, if 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 you want something done, you know, go to that source. We're, and and that's what I thought happened during Trent camp. You know, when 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 that you know I had made my statement trying to show my support for the guy. Apparently, got misconstrued. There was people interpreting what I was saying, um, and really, you know, trying to get the players to go see him and develop that relationship, get to understand what he was trying to teach and why he was trying to teach it. You know, I I'd made mention that I thought a few guys had aha moments during that day because right. when when it, when it goes back to when I was playing. I can remember, you know, back in the day, you know, during training camp, I can remember Jim McMahon getting all over Matt Suey for running his route too short um, and not being where he needed to be. And I can remember that, you know, the, the, the confrontation they had, and it was about you're not deep enough. You, you, you're supposed to give me five yards. You only gave me two. And, you know, Matt's screaming back. Now I got there. I got to where I needed to be. And, and I'm sitting there going, why are they, you know, so – and after practice, when we started watching film, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this play comes up. And sure enough, it was a high low, you know, designed at the linebacker. And so what Matt didn't do is Matt didn't get beyond the line of scrimmage at five yards. He got from where he from where he started, he got five yards deep. But from the line of scrimmage, he needed to get five yards deep. And the idea was to pull the linebacker down so the ball gets thrown over my head to a guy that's running a deeper dig. And those were the kind of moments that I thought some of our players were beginning to have, and they were beginning to understand why Eric was coaching the way he was, why he was demanding 
the, the things that he was demanding, you know, that that you've got to be precise. You, your precision is so important in today's game. You know, the timing of, of the ball getting getting released and the timing of your route all dictates what happens in front of you. And that was, you know, and, and again, that to me was 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 for them to, to work out with Eric. So they understood, you know, I saw that work in, in one time as well. With when when I watched Norv Turner back in the day when I was in San Diego with him, you know, working with Philip Rivers and 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 Vincent Jackson, you know, and 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 those guys and trying to get them to understand why you ran the route the way you did, why your complementary routes around them had to be there of timing, and and that's that was my whole point about giving Eric the opportunity to try and get people to understand those things. You're also you've described yourself too as an optimist, and your your oh, yeah. loyalty is a big deal for you. That can be very good. Can that also yep. did that also maybe sometimes trip you up as well? And because it's a yes. it's a balancing act there, and sometimes it's if you win, it's a good thing. If you lose, no. it's maybe not. So how would you assess that? I, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. it. Is is it is a balancing act, and there are sometimes when when you know. Uh, um, again, you know, it, it's one of the things growing up the way I did, you know, where one thing my father always got across because he was an army officer. It was always about respect the chain of command. You know, th there's a commanding officer, there's an XO, and then it, it filters down. And, and so that's kind of the way I approach things. And, you know, I, I think, again, when you look at it in, in, in hindsight, yeah, maybe there were a couple of things I could have intervened in and, and probably should have. Um, again, but that's hindsight, just right. looking back because, you know, we, we start out and, you know, we're playing pretty decent, doing some good things, but then something's caught up to us. Anything in particular? Well, I, I just think, you know, there's a certain point where we didn't play as well as we would like to, obviously. And, and, you know, for, for, for specific reasons, you know, we've, we've, we had, we had to, or we should have been better. And, and when we started to get better, you know, the other side didn't play as well as it needed to. We're, and, we're, you know, as you, left here like you felt like this was in a better place and you can look at the record obviously the records are what they are but where where is it where you would say it's better here well i think first of all i think the 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 character level of the young men that we have in i mean you know we sure we had some guys with speeding tickets stuff like that but you know it, 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 it it's nothing that that was you know concerning to to a point where you know, you really worry about what what's going on. Um, you know, we didn't have that, and that was one of the things that we tried to to to, to eliminate. Obviously, you know, we um, we were able to change a lot of things around the facility and 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 make it a a a better facility um, for the players. I, I think you know, just trying to to establish those types of things and fight through all the things that we had to. Um, you know, and and again, just trying to put everything in, in place so that, you know, next year to me, I think can be a pretty seamless transition for everybody. Obviously you had to deal with a lot here. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know the odds and now, you know, and obviously, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to affect who you're bringing in as a player mm -hmm. or this and that. So there could be two separate things, but what was the challenge with dealing with all that and then trying to shield it from the players? That's exactly what the challenge is trying to shield it from the players. And there was one point I can remember one year when when one of the things I was dealing with, I can't remember exactly what it was offhand, but one of the guys had come up and asked me a question about something. And I said to him, I said, well, this is what we've done. And this is how we've handled it. And they go, oh, I didn't know that happened. And so that's that was the thing that we're trying to do. But then always the hard part, too, was, you know, members of the media, you know, they wanted players reaction to everything. 
Well, the truth of the matter is if it's not happening on the football field and if it's not immediately impacting them, why would we bring that up? That was the hard part for me was that I was always trying to deflect it. I was always trying to take it. Um, and and quite honestly, you know, some of the things that, you know, you, you try to deflect, some of the things that you try to absorb and, and keep out of the limelight, um, really on, on another aspect should be brought to the light, should be, you know, talked about. But, you know, we're trying to win football games. We're trying to, you know, take all that stuff and keep it out of the way. How much did the cancer impact how you felt things went, especially the first couple of years? Um, I, I think the first year it, it, it was, you know, I, I, the first year was really hard just, just because, you know, going from, from treatments in the morning, you know, leaving the house at about six o'clock, getting to the hospital around six twenty, and being one of the first patients to go through your, your treatments and then, trying to get back in time to, to be there for the eight o'clock meeting. Um, half the time I made it, half the time I didn't, you know, was, was because, you know, to me, that, that first meeting, you set the tone for the day. And so I, I relied on the coaches to, to help me out. You know, I, I thought Jack was terrific with that. I thought uh, Scott handled it well. And I thought when Randy Jordan had to take over a couple of times, he was excellent as well. So I had a good group of coaches that really took on a lot of responsibilities. Um, and quite honestly, that wasn't as hard as the second and third year, um, because I think as the second year wore on, you know, with with battling through COVID and all that as well, um, you know, there, there were there were times when me personally, you know, I I just didn't feel it. Um, but then at certain times, I would find it, I would rally, and and we would get it rolling, but. You know, that was a tough year just because at the end of the year, we had that that, that terrible car accident. Right. Uh, and and then everything just kind of fell apart um, with guys getting COVID and trying to play, you know, through that and, you know, getting the, the Philly game moved and, and, you know, barely losing that game and, you know, having to pluck a quarterback and with only two days of practice, he plays. I mean, those were the types of things that we dealt with and just kept trying to fight through and, and, we were close. And then last year, obviously, you know, and, and, and arguably in a few of those games that we played at the end of the year, we didn't get the, the, the breaks we should have got, um, you know, not looking to blame anybody, but it just, you know, we didn't get the, those situations falling our way. So we lost out on the chance to get into the playoffs there. Quarterback, obviously, you know, that was the infamous, Hey, what the difference, you know, quarterback and, you know, not having someone experience and all that, how much of that, when you look back at how that position went, was that we go back to your optimism? Did you have, you know, does that play a factor in maybe thinking guys could do certain things or is it just, it just didn't work for whatever reason? Well, I, I think when we first got here, the biggest thing obviously was, was, you know, was Dwayne the guy or right. not? And again, as I said, not having, you know, the opportunity to evaluate early on, I think, set us back a little bit. And, and so going into the, into the first season, you know, trying to, to get him going um, and then see what we had as far as backups and then, you know, getting Kyle the opportunity and Kyle breaking his ankle and then, you know, having Alex step in. And, and again, Alex was tremendous. He was a perfect style quarterback for what we were trying to do. He knew how to manage the game. 
and could make the plays that were needed when it was time. But, you know, you always worry about that leg. And and that was always the big concern. But, you know, dude was a true pro. And, and I think he set a good tone. And then, you know, we get Taylor. And next thing you know, Taylor is a, a folk hero. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he was an exciting guy to watch play. And Sam, like, what happened? What do you think happened to Sam over the last month? And can he, I mean, obviously when a team has a number two pick and it's a new regime, mm -hmm. you typically anticipate them taking a quarterback that high, but what's your assessment of Sam over that last month and then going forward? I think the hard part for Sam and, and, and the unfair part was, again, just the inconsistency up front more than anything else. I, I think that was the hard part. You know, our, our offensive line was patchwork by then and, you know, it, it was, you know, probably the biggest thing, too, was when when, when Taylor, excuse me, when Tyler was, was struggling with that knee uh, down that stretch and, and it just, he couldn't play anymore. And and that was hard. And then getting Nick back and, and then Nick really played well. But again, by then we were, you know, we were into our, our, our third and fourth tackles playing and, um, you know, moving guys around. It, it just, you know, a guard was, was, was difficult and just there was no consistency there for him. I think that was one of the hard parts for him, and then who we played down the stretch too. It, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't like you know these this this was spread out where you know one week you're playing somebody that's a great defense and you know and then on, on and on it was like four or five weeks of, of of top ten defenses. What do you think of his future in the NFL? Oh, I think he's I, I think he's got the skill set to play in this league. I do, and I think he can be a starting quarterback. Um, you know, he's hopefully, you know, he'll he'll have a chance to to to, to reset and review and look at things. And, you know, whoever whoever is going to coordinate, um, you know, if, if they give him an opportunity to compete, I think he'll compete well. What's it been like for you when you, you've been out in public a few times? What's the what kind of reaction are you getting there? And is it because it's got to like with when you go through something so public, it's hard for a lot of people to understand what that's like. And, I, you know, most people would never go through that if they if they get but, lose their job. I mean, no, and you're right. And and I, I will say this, the, the the people that I've come across and and, and Stephanie, she, she can vouch for this, um, have been tremendous. They really have. Um, it's funny because most of the people, and in fact, yesterday I counted it just to tell Stephanie, it was like 15 people had come up to me at different points in time. And they all started pretty much the same way. You know, I've been a Washington Redskins fan from the beginning. I grew up out here. I love this team. And man, the way you handled yourself, the way you finished things off and, and try to get things going, that was really that was really great coach. Great effort, man. And and sorry it didn't work out. But but that's how it starts. Um we went to dinner a couple nights back. Um myself and 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 Stephanie and one of our coaches and his wives, uh, his wife, and 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 we sat down and we had dinner and 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 so I was gonna pay for dinner and the way she says, oh, no, 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 we, somebody over here took care of it. I said, well, who did? She said, oh, they want me to tell you. I said, no, please, I, I need to go over and say thank you. And so she tells me. So I go over into the next room, and and I introduce myself. And and before I even got a chance, you know, to, to finish, she says, hey, coach, I know hey, you, the, the deck was stacked against you, man. But, you know, I'm a longtime Redskin fan and really respected how you handled everything. And 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 just wanted to show you that, that you know, not everybody out here was out to get you. Everybody was – and there's a lot of us that are really proud of the way you handled things for us. And, you know, and, and boy, it looks like the team can be in a real good spot next year. And, you know, so we got to talking about some things and it was really cool. So that's how the, I mean, it really has, that's, that's how it's been. It, it's been, it's been positive. And, you know, as far as, you know, what we tried to do and, and people understanding, um, 
that that you know when 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 you hear that that makes it worthwhile. It, it really does. What do you think the futures for this franchise now with again the Harris Group in here? You again, you got to work with them. What do you think the future is for here? Well, I think it's positive. I really do. I, I think what Mr. Harris and his group want to do and, and the way they're going to approach things, I think it's going to be very efficient. I, I think the focus is now on the football team. And and I think one of the first focuses for, for them should be about seeing if they can get the old RFK stadium. Uh, I think that would be very beneficial to the organization for a couple of reasons. One is it's going to cut down on the commute to that stadium. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, that that was one of the things that we worried about every day was our players getting to the game on time, because it, you know it's tough to get in and out of. Um, secondly, is 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 you know, and I know one of the things they talked about was building a world class facility for the players. You know, a practice facility that's world class. I mean, you know, and, and I know that you know they they they've seen some of the other places and on and and looked at the things that they needed to do, and 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 that's the right attitude. You know, one of the things that I learned from John Madden was every year you have to show the players you're doing something to get better. And if you don't, they're thinking, Oh, you just think everything's fine. But with them talking about how they want to change things with them saying, Hey, this is what we want to do. And then going out and doing some of those things that, that, that means a lot to the players. And, and, and this group came in with, with, with no qualms about knowing, you know, Hey, we've got a lot of things we got to work on. And they went to work on it right away. They changed that atmosphere in training camp. They really did, yeah. and and that made a huge difference, um, in my opinion, for the players. They, they they saw the hope, and and again, it'll it'll come back. It really will, just because of of who they are. They, this is a group that's, you know, their business is is professional sports, and because you look at all things they're involved with, and you just know that's for real. This this to me is exciting for this group of people. How hard was it to trade Montez? <laughs> that was. That was hard. It was something I, I you know, uh, obviously in retrospect, you just go back and say, you yeah, know, you know what, that that was something that, you know, that was hard. I mean, because that, 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 he's it's pretty good, pretty good defensive end, hard to find salary an issue. And it seemed like they, you know, the building wanted to go a different way um, just for how you want to roster construct, I guess. Right. And then that's probably the biggest thing is the paradigm shift is there. I mean, you, you go back, you look at things, and you say, okay, this is how you build it. You know, the the, the build is going to be through the middle. You know, you 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 have to start with your franchise quarterback. Then you got to protect them. And like I said, through the middle is going to be you know, quarterback, center, guard, guard. Okay, and then on defense, it's going to be the two tackles, the middle linebacker, and the safety. I mean, that that's that's the paradigm shift. And 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 you know, when we got here, it was hey, we're building the line. We're building the lines. You know, and and that was, you know, that that's a little contrary to what they want to do now. So I, I really think that, you know, they have a plan and 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 it's being formulated, uh, it's being tweaked, it's being changed. And and I, I think they're they're started off obviously when I got their general manager. You know much about Adam? Um, only from what I've heard, uh, I, I know that John spoke very, very highly of him. I mean, they worked together in San Francisco those years. Martin knew him. I talked to Martin a little bit about him and Martin was very positive about who he is. So I, I think that, that, that they did, you know, they did their homework obviously in, in, in terms of preparing for this moment. Um, right. We only got, I got about two minutes left. Any, any message you want to leave with the fans or anything, just, uh, summing up your time. No, probably the biggest thing more than anything else is I, I understand and respect just how passionate they are. 
and 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 how much they want to win and they want to, to be able to get behind this team and 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 I can see why this is a tremendous community and and, and it really is about football. Um, football does set the tone and tempo for this area and and you know it, it really kind of brings and unites people together and you know with with what Mr. Harris and his group wants to do, I think the future is bright. I, I do and and there's a good group of young players that are that are eager to go out and you know, show people who they are. And so I think it's, it bodes well for this community. Ron, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking so much time. No, you're welcome, John. Good to talk to you, man. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Ron Rivera for joining me. Again, never easy to sit there and talk about why didn't it work in the end when you were a coach. So I, I respect and appreciate the fact that he came on. Also, thank you for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday with another with another podcast, YouTube show. So talk to you next time.